Hi, and welcome back to a podcast above a convenience store, Talking Twin Peaks. I'm Joe Fremming from the Joedown.blog. Uh, with me, as always, is Paul Muad'Dib. Paul, how are you doing? Well, it's in the house. <laughs> no, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. No, nothing out of my house. Um, yeah, I've been pretty good. Um, really excited to get into this episode um, and started getting into season three. Um, I guess before we do that, though, I'm also exhausted, Joe. I'm doing three podcasts, and you're doing two, and 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 Scott's doing two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I also got the Joe down on top of this, too. You, you got the Joe down, and spoiler alert, there's a new one coming out next month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got a new podcast coming out next month. So oh. that, that'll be, yeah, that's a, it's a, I'll just tell you that. So yeah, I'll be working on four podcasts. Paul, it's a world of truck drivers. <laughs> it's a world of truck drivers. Oh my God. All right. Look, okay. shoot. Yeah, go Let's for start it. Start this off. Man. And uh, we started this, uh, this, this podcast off with uh, kind of correlating between the Jacob Wetterling disappearance mm-hmm. and the arrival of Twin Peaks. Uh, the return <laughs> was oddly oh similar. Uh, so let's just, we talked about what happened uh, with the reveal, uh, uh, the reveal episode of in season two. But what happens is on August 31st, 2016, uh, Danny Heinrich uh, shows, shows investigators where he had uh, left the body of Jacob Wetterling. Uh, finally giving closure to the family. Uh, a lot of people we know in our in our uh, old former neck of the woods. It was uh, it was huge news. It was it, it it also felt like a weight off. I think everybody's shoulders. Oh God, yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah so um. that's yeah, 2016, and once again. <laughs> Just a few months later, <laughs> we get fucking Twin Peaks. <laughs> we go back to Twin Peaks. Uh, Paul, this feels like some of that weird uh, cir- circular uh, Mulholland Drive lost highway stuff going on. Oh, it's it's crazy. And you know, I'm, I'm just gonna. I want. We didn't get into everything, but I'll talk about it since we're gonna get it in the return. Let's talk about what happened. You know, and, and uh, so um, and. In July 28th of 2015, investigators searched um, Heinrich's home and looking for evidence of Jacob and another child named Jared. Um, Investigators uh, seized three ring binders containing child pornography, a pair of silver handcuffs, duct tape, camouflage pants, a shirt, and four bins filled with boy-sized athletic underwear. Producer says Heinrich was making his own pornography using copies of a Painesville yearbook from 1970s. Um, he was found with numerous videotapes, which appear to be uh, recorded footage of the neighborhood children delivering newspapers, riding bikes, playing in parks and sporting events. He speaks to the, he acknowledges the child porn and stating that some of the things law enforcement would find are pretty damning. He says he downloaded the internet the, the, from the internet. Um, it takes um, then a complaint is filed. A sealed criminal complaint against Heinrich is signed by the special agent Shane Ball, um, in presence of the U.S. magistrate judge Jeffrey Keys, which is really close to 
Jeffries. So yeah, another another carnation there. Um, it takes the he must have had a terrible lawyer. No one, I, I don't think anyone wanted to be his lawyer because we skipped to April twenty sixth of two thousand sixteen, like eight months later, and the the uh, his attorneys um, asked the judge to declare the search of his home illegal, which no one does. Um, in August of that were they, year, were they uh, anticipating a, a, a Nightmare on Elm Street scenario where? <laughs> Like Freddy Krueger, oh, he gets God. off in a technicality. Right. I mean, and that was what it would have been. I mean, th- there's a timeline now where that happens. He was killed by a bunch of parents that came back as a fuck with freak with freaky fingers. Did he come back uh, as Scary Terry from <laughs> Scary <laughs> Terry? <laughs> scary <laughs> Terry. <laughs> um, you can run, but you can't hide. Um, so at this point. And some, there, there, there's something between April and August went on behind the scenes. Yeah. Because on August 31st of 2016, his attorneys agreed to a deal where he'll only be charged in the pornography case and not the murder or kidnapping. He took the investigators to where his, where his uh, body was um, buried. And um, then, in two, then in September 6th, he describes in court how he abducted, assaulted, killed, and buried Jacob. He also convinces to the other assault that we had brought up uh, in that spring of 89. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it was a, you know, yeah, he got away technically at the murder, but it, it, he's in jail for the rest of his life. He's in jail for the rest. The, the amount of pornography and things that they found on him, I think he's in there. I think he got something like, three life uh, consecutive life sentences i think that like what i'll have to look into it but i think he got like something like 20 years 20 Mm -hmm. to something but given his age that's a death sentence pretty okay like uh, it was like but i think uh, the family agreed to it just so they'd finally have conclusion to their i mean i couldn't imagine not knowing if like my child was alive or dead for like over damn near three decades right uh, so yeah that comes to a close this dark chapter of our childhood comes to a close and then david lynch and mark frost come in and they reopen another (laughs) another one on may on may 21st of 2017 Uh, um Boy, okay, so we are going to do part one, part two, part, you know, we're going to do each episode uh, uh, singly or on their own. Yes, when you look at it on the DVD and the Blu-rays, you have an option to watch both. Um, it was released with those two, um, and that's how it was released at Kinds, where, uh, you know, David Lynch got his revenge um, or his, uh, you know, defeated his personal demons of being booed from a fire walk with me. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, they came back, uh, and again, and I, over time, fire, fire walk with me has been reappraised and acknowledged for being a lot better. Uh, I, that movie came out with a lot of, uh, baggage. <laughs> um, yes. That's, that's just, uh, and fire walk with me. And I think given how cinema was at the time, it was going more, gritty and like more realistic uh oh yeah you have, you have tarantino coming out these were like the film school reject generation kevin smith's 
uh, you know, fucking Aronofsky and shit like that. Uh, it just, it, it just, it was at the time where cinema was just taking a different turn. <laughs> like we had Fincher were. as well around that time too. I think. Yeah, yeah, Fincher. He, I think, he, at this time, like he had just 3. done Alien Three, mm-hmm. but he was on the cusp of you know, few year, few years away from uh, Seven, which was just mm-hmm. like you know. So people at that time were not. I think we just didn't want Lynchian weirdism, or they just it just was. I don't know. It, it yeah. just didn't seem like it was in the pulse of. <laughs> no, it, no, this was not on the pulse. No, no. So, but yeah, so he comes back with the return, and I believe they aired the first two episodes at Cannes. Standing ovation. He gets his. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it and, was amazing to see him get his standing ovation. And uh, yeah, and then when this came out, it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I bought. There's two things going against me as a Twin Peaks fan. One, I hate cherry pie. And two, I can't drink coffee. So (laughs) I got apple pie and I drank a bunch of soda. (laughs) Nice. Um, I did. I ran out and got a cherry pie and I got coffee. And I sat there with my wife and watched the part one and part two because they were released at the same time. Oh, I (laughs) watched Showtime app. Uh, unveiled four episodes. That's right. I yes, streamed they them did. All. <laughs> I think it was like around one thirty in the morning. I stumbled to bed more confused than I don't. I think I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They did release four right away, and then everything was weekly from that point. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, absolutely. Return and th- honestly. This is what I've been most excited for with this podcast. And it's not that the first two seasons I've just been talking about for 30 years mm-hmm. <laughs> with various friends and everything. And I feel like, you know, it just, this was something I, I haven't got to speak a whole lot about. Like you and I talked about it. Yep. Yep. Airing, but like this is still fresh and new to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I'm watching it for the first time since I watched it in 2017. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we begin with the return. Uh, it starts uh, reminding us. <laughs> the uh, firewalkery happened. <laughs> uh, it starts with Cooper in the Black Lodge. Young Laura saying, I'll see you again in 25 years. Uh, we get new opening credits. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. It's still uh, still Twin Peaks, but it's different. You know, the sawmill's gone. Uh, yes. That's in real life. That they just, you know, it's an industry that's on the decline or <laughs> is dead for the can, most part. Uh, can Can I say that when they're playing the music over the new opening, it still gives me chills? Yes. Because it's like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because given how the return. We don't get a whole lot of uh, Angelo's music, it feels like. No. At least it feels very muted compared it's... to... Uh, and this is straight up, the, the tone of this is so different. Tonally, it's so different than Fire Walk With Me and uh, the show. I think a lot of people found that a little jarring. Uh, I just went in because I didn't know what the fuck to expect. I mean, David Lynch hadn't done really anything since Inland Empire 
And that was like, what, 2003, 2004? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, but like 13 years, yet we hadn't seen anything from him. No, no. And, you know, I, I think having read The Secret History, we knew that a lot of these characters weren't coming back. Yeah. So it was like, who's the new characters? You know, like, what's going to happen here? And I think, uh, you know, we talked we talked about the Twin Peaks book last last week. But I also think that this was, again, definitive because um, Joe had asked me on our podcast, we were talking about, he's like, so you guys went really in-depth and, you know, they don't have to read the book because of you guys. And I said, well, I said there were about 150 pages we didn't cover because it's into the personal lives of Twin Peaks. That was the resolution to Twin Peaks, was that part of it. Like, that was the end of the Twin Peaks you knew. Yeah, that and, was, uh, they gave it to us. It was just in a form we weren't expecting. Exactly. So, so people going into this expecting hey where where is everybody yeah yeah where's where's snake where's uh where's norma and big ed and nadine uh where's yeah snake comes in the next episode he to be fair he does he does but you know i mean you got jacoby getting packages um and just weird shit but we'll get to that when we get to that it it opens up yeah yes uh, we are what I think Paul and I uh, can safely say is the White Lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Cooper and uh, yes. what looks like the giant. He uh, is in, in the credits. He is all question marks. Yes. So he turns out to be the fireman uh, is what they call. I don't even know why they had to put question marks over that. The fireman doesn't really give us any more answers. Well, the no. But I think it's because he, you're leading people on to think it was the giant. And so he wasn't going to put it as the giant. So they're like, well, isn't that the giant? Maybe it's not the giant. I mean, it was played by Carol uh, Strucken, who was yeah. the giant. But um, I think it's a different entity. I think the giant is part of that race of giants we read about in Secret History. Exactly. Exactly. So then I think that um, it's um, uh, it, we can tell it's the White Lodge. Because it's devoid of color. It's it's white. It's very, very washed. It's black and white, which is uh, the first time we uh, we really see this from Lynch on a larger scale since probably, what, Elephant Man? Mm-hmm. He kind of, like, made his uh, his first two films, Eraserhead and Elephant Man, were all black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this the return is, like, it feels like a culmination of his whole career, and there's, like... There's a lot of nods and Easter eggs he kind of puts in there toward just about everything he's done. Yeah, I don't expect there to be a season four. This this thing, this event, really feels like his swan song. Like, he is putting everything that he has done over the years into these 18 episodes. Yeah, and... Uh... And if in the his book Room to Dream, we I I read you know it damn near killed him making this. It was just such a grueling production schedule. It was such a big project. I mean, it's basically an eighteen hour movie. Uh, something. Yeah, no- it's an eighteen hour movie. Yeah, it is. So I mean, it's uh, go ahead, Lynch, uh, make your short films. Do what you do. I mean, I'm I'm happy with what we got. Yeah. Considering I didn't expect to see Twin Peaks ever again. No, I didn't expect to see Twin Peaks ever again. And I think it was totally, totally the right way to go. Yeah. 
So we're in the White Lodge, and we see Cooper. Cooper's aged better than uh, what they thought he would. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, didn't use, they didn't use the old footage of Cooper in the uh, Red Room. <laughs> they made him look just terrible. So uh, the giant, uh, the fireman tells him to listen to the sounds, and we get, like, uh, these weird scratches from a phonograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, these come into play later on. It's... Uh, it's these are clues. These uh, are clues. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a lot different from what we saw, but they're Lynch and Frost are still sprinkling us with a lot of clues. We just they're more cryptic this time. I think they have more faith in their audience now. After yes, and I think they figured that if you know it, the ones that are going to watch this are the hardcore people. Yeah, uh, hardcore people and critics, and uh, you know. Uh, but it was weird because the show did pretty well for Showtime, considering, you know, like, based on the Nielsen ratings and all that, we'll kind of get into that later. But, yeah, you know, like, it didn't score very high, but, like, those never cons- take in the new way people consume media, which is streaming. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. According and, to Showtime, it did well enough that they have an open door to Lynch Frost if they ever want to return. Yes, it did well enough for, for where Showtime would like them to do another season. <laughs> yeah, it did that well. So the Giants says they're and the Giants talking backward. Uh, Cooper never speaks backward in the lodge. Uh, interesting, he's the only one. <laughs> uh, uh, he says, it is in our house now. Mm-hmm. Cooper is confused. Uh, it is. The Giant tells him, it all cannot be said aloud now. And he gives them some clues. Remember 430, Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone. Cooper responds, I understand. Joe Fremming and Paul Muadib respond, we do not. <laughs> we do not. We do not. Uh, at least we did not. I want to watch the first time. Mm-mm. Um, because the the, the, the the takes a hard left turn. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he says, you are far away, and Cooper vanishes. Uh, yep. I believe, and we can kind of get into this at that episode. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've already watched The Return. Uh, otherwise, uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, 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 let's put that out there right now. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. 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 Turn it off right now if you don't want to know what happens in the further episodes. I think this is this part in the show, what we're seeing is when uh, Mr. C gets into the White Lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, This the, the return plays with time a lot. We don't know. Well, one, it infuses multiple uh, timelines. Yep. Uh, it, it, it's hard to keep up with it all. I'm not going to lie. It is. No, it's hard because, like, there's certain things that I believe are going on at another time, not at the same time, and you're not given... This information, you kind of have to watch it and discern that for yourself. Uh, there's an infamous one too, which is just blatant. Uh, somebody comes in, uh, comes into the double R, asking where Billy is, and uh, when he leaves, the people in the in the diner are completely different. So <laughs> it's happening in real time, and we find out why. Yes. <laughs> Later on, why reality seems to be kind of folding in and up on top of itself at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Cooper vanishes. And now we go 
to Twin Peaks, where we get <laughs> Jacoby's seen better days. Oh. <laughs> I love it when he had the he had the sunglasses on, but it was just those cover over because as soon as he takes those off, he still got the fucking red and blue glasses. And all I could think to myself when I saw that was years of wearing those glasses must have really fucked up his eyes. Oh God, could you imagine? No, I don't want to imagine it. <laughs> Everything's just purple. <laughs> Everything's just purple for this poor bitch. Yeah, we see he's getting a giant uh, order of of shovels. <laughs> we'll yep. find out later what those are for. Yep. But it's it's funny because uh, Lynch in this episode he's combining, he's giving us a little taste of what's happening in Twin Peaks, but they're also expanding the story outward and more yeah. because this is followed up by a mysterious building in New York City. Yep. Uh, and we meet uh, Sam. Uh, he's this guy who's watching a giant. Uh, giant glass cube mm-hmm. uh, waiting for something to happen, which is uh, a very brilliant way of kind of like trolling the fans. Right. We're just staring at a box waiting for something to happen. Well, and I will say again, Lynch already starts doing what I fucking love about this season, which is there's a part where he's doing something, Sam's doing something, and the he stretches the scene out and it gets uncomfortable. You're like, uh, you get anxious. You're like, what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's, just, a, just, it's his most on the nose metaphor since the TV smashing at fire, beginning of Firewalk with me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's obviously a, a take on people's expectations and watching television because this guy's, just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. But uh, hey, we have uh, his kind of girlfriend, Tracy, shows up with coffee. And we find out not only is he just watching this box, but it's it's top secret. Like, there's an armed guard. Uh, whatever he's doing is uh, it's important to somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, I, 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 okay. So I have a feeling I got the impression that she's interested in him and he's autistic. That's what I got out of this. And I don't mean that in the wrong way. I mean, when you think about what his job is to just sit at a glass box and change SD cards, you want to get someone who is a very monotone or very singular focused individual. Yes. You don't want somebody who's curious about things. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah. I would hire some, I, you know, I'm like, how did he get this job? He got the job because he doesn't care. He doesn't understand. He doesn't have the thinking. He's just going to do what he's told. Um, so I get the impression that she was into him and um, he wasn't getting the clues. And I also get the feeling that, you know, if we get in another season or, you know, another book maybe – that we're going to find out that Tracy wasn't all she seemed either. She seemed because, overly curious about not only the box, but like when he's punching in the code to get mm-hmm. in. She's watching it, like what numbers he's hitting. Yes. So, uh, there's something about her. It, it doesn't, spoiler, it, they don't really go back to her. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, they don't like go back to her. You get a feeling that she might be somebody investigating maybe uh, somebody 
paid or paid informant or something for probably probably Blue Rose. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's an agent or anything, but I think they uh, paid her to like, hey, if you can find some information about this, do what you can. Yep. Yep. I completely agree with that. You know, he won't let her in. The security guard won't let her in. And then he's just staring at the box. And we get, we go to Ben. Oh, there's one. No, no, before we get to Ben, I wanted to, okay. Did you hear when he left to go get the delivery and then he came back, the atmosphere sound was different. It was almost like the, like this, like whatever he was looking for in the box came when he wasn't looking. Did you catch that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I think that's happened before. It happens later on too. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. know why it does that because Cooper's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. But we so, don't know what it was before. Uh, we've just learned that there's multiple things showing up in this box. It's not yes. just Cooper. Uh, we get uh, Jowde at the end well, of this episode. Well, but... well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that because there's some discrepancies there because of the name. Um, and we will talk about that. Um, but, yeah, we there's a lot of things that come out of that box. We get Briggs at one point, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's basic. But ultimately, we find out the reason this box exists. Mr. C made it so he could either capture Cooper or Judy. He That's his... This is his main focuses are those two entities at this point in his life. And mm-hmm. he's had an interesting life, but we'll get to that because now we have to go to the Great Northern and <laughs> and his with, very with super high brother Jerry. Harry. And and let's not forget he has a new assistant, Beverly Page, who who is played by at uh, Ashley Judd. Yeah. Of all people. Which um, seems like a big name for such a small character, but I Right. He was really wanting to do it. Yeah. And yeah, and they're talking. They just have Mrs. Houseman uh, in my notes here wants a refund for the two day stay because there was a skunk that was nowhere near her room, but she wants it. And Ben's like, we'll give her two days, but we're not going to give her her full stay because they're always using. I can't remember what it was. Always using something. Yeah, it was somebody complaining. Yep. About a skunk that wasn't even in their room. It was just in the hotel on the other side. But you see a much more, like, caring uh, Ben yeah, at this point. He's not a, his His uh, edges have dulled a bit. Yeah, because, again, the old Ben would have refused to give anyone uh, a refund and anything like that. But then Jerry comes in. God damn it, I love David Patrick Kelly. He's so fucking hot. He has a giant beard. He looks like he's at a he just came back from a fish concert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has his pot-infused banana bread with him. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. He's he's explaining to them, to Ben, how, you know, um and this is where you see that that Ben has changed. Um because they start talking about if Ben's going to sleep with her. And he's like, no, she's an innocent soul. She's uh, married. No, I'm not going to do that. And so you see that Ben has grown and Jerry has not fucking changed. Oh, yeah. 
Jerry's no longer in the, the hotel business, we find out, but he's actually doing pretty well in the newly lucrative uh, legalized weed industry, which uh, all the power to, to him. Jerry's yeah, I, a way to make his fortune. Well, and you, you learn that, and he says it in that, in that thing. He's like, where have you been? Our My weed business is making three times what the hotel is. Like, yeah. this is the reason why we're rich now. Are you not paying attention? But yeah. it, just the way he describes things. Um, you know, right now, what's swimming in my head? And he starts going off on this big thing. And you find out that everything he's eating has weed baked into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Jerry, he's just high as fuck throughout this whole thing. Like, this whole thing. There's a moment, too, like, where I don't know he he encounters a lodge entity or if he's just really high. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm, I can't I'm, tell the difference, but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of in the I, same boat because I expect I, something to happen to him. I think he does based on how he travels. Uh, he ends up like 30 miles away. Mm-hmm. I don't need that on foot. I think something happened to him in the woods. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we read about in secret history, but that's a, that's a few episodes away. But now we go back to the sheriff station of Twin Peaks uh, and a guy, an insurance agent asking for a sheriff Truman. Uh, Lucy is confused still. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy never changed. She never adapt. She never learned the phone system. Uh, we learn later. She's even more confused by cell phones. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, we, uh, um, I, I really look at this part as just kind of an introduction, kind of a little bit here. Um, but yeah, they ask him which uh, Sheriff Truman. Because yeah, one's out. sick and one who's fishing. Yeah, we find out Harry's sick, hence why we don't see him in the episode. And Frank, that we met in uh, Secret History, yes, is the sheriff now. Uh, he's he's gone fishing. He's gone fishing. <laughs> yep, he's taking the time off the fish. Now we get to what Ooh. is fr- my probably my favorite part of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple favorite parts of this episode, but when the music hits and it changes and you see the thing driving down the or down a dark road and you go, what the fuck's going on? And then we finally, for the first time in 25 years, we see a Cooper. <laughs> we see a Cooper. And we, you know, we know from the end of it that, He's probably not right still, and you no. definitely know it from the secret history that really leaned in that you're not going to get Cooper. You're going to get Bob Cooper, yeah, as I like he, to call him. And he calls himself – he's referred to as Mr. C. Mr. He shows C. up at this uh, dilapidated house, and we notice right away his eyes are black. Yes. The evil has consumed him to the point where his eyes are now black. Just yeah. they're just black. It's a creepy effect, and it's really good. And his hair yeah. is long. Uh, another element uh, where we saw with Leland, uh, people's hair start to take uh, on Bob's attributes. Yes, and you He's can turn gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper's is long and twisted. He he is indeed. Bob is in control of that body. I believe. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think Doppel, the doppelganger was. Pretty much a blank slate. It's kind of like what we saw in the lodge. They're just kind of they're blank. They don't really have any of the the personality or anything of their uh, 
counterparts. Mm-hmm. We saw that with Leland. Uh, they're just kind of like, yeah. So he, so Mr. C has all of Cooper's knowledge and all that. He just doesn't have the personality or technically what would be the soul, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have Cooper's soul. But he has Cooper's abilities because as soon as he gets to the house, he <laughs> just Fuck takes out the guy car without, without like a second thought. <laughs> yeah, and it's brutal. It's brutal. And then, um, and then he goes in, and uh, he's sitting with uh, uh, this other guy. I forget his name. And um, Otis. It was Otis. 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 Yes. And then the guy who he knocked out comes back in, and I think he killed him because yeah. he wasn't breathing. He killed him with his own shotgun by hitting him in the face with it. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. C is—he's uh, a badass. He—he's taken, and that's the problem with with Bob having a host that is a blank slate. Agent Cooper, he's unstoppable. <laughs> he's unstoppable as Agent Cooper. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and he's looking for some people, and he asked for Be- Beulah. Beulah, Beulah, which uh, I just want to say, uh, I, I didn't tell you this, Paul. I'm in a, a Facebook group called Sign Peaks. Yeah. They mash up Twin Peaks and Seinfeld. Uh, oh, the yeah. actress who plays uh, Beulah, Kathleen Deming, is in that group. And I made a meme, and she liked it this morning. So Are you serious? I'm serious. That's fucking awesome dude yeah i was like i woke up and saw that i was pretty excited but yeah That's fucking awesome oh yeah uh so yeah that's uh, just a nerdy thing i just wanted to bring up <laughs> we find it oh. and uh so this the people in this house eula's house they give me a lot of the vibe of what we saw in uh past lynch work uh, i got like that creepy party from uh blue velvet especially <laughs> the guy i mean it's just kind of lynch's thing he has like these kind of oddball also john waterish in a way <laughs> very much so but i also felt like though it also felt like they were law lodge entities like otis yeah. to beulah were i just and don't the think other guy are. in the corner and i don't i'll tell you why i don't think they are uh, mm-hmm. Besides the woodsman, uh, uh, Mr. C wants nothing to do with the lodges. That's true. The woodsmen are the only thing that, and they're just kind of beholden to him because uh, he came point. about during Bob's birth. So I don't think they're lodge entities. I think they're just uh, just seedy people that Mr. C, he's a he, spoiler again, he's built a criminal empire. A yes. billion dollar criminal empire. A billion dollar criminal empire by having. Bob's evil and Cooper's knowledge. Cooper's mm-hmm. knowledge and abilities, and you know his access. We got to remember, he, Mr. C had Cooper's FBI top secret access to files for a while. <laughs> for a while, for a while, he did. Yes, and uh, we'll learn more about that. Um, he's, uh, he's here. He's here looking for that fucker Ray. He's here looking for Ray and Daria. Daria. Mm-hmm. I'll always refer to him, and even the actor who plays Ray, he his uh, his in his bio on Twitter, he's like that fucker Ray from <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> fucker Ray, that's fantastic. That <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he's that fucker Ray, all right. Um, and then you got Darla, 
Um, or Daria. Daria. And then he, she calls him out, and they follow him. And you just get the sense that I thought, or, you know, and when, you know that he was just going to kill him right there outside. <laughs> That's what I thought, too, because they yeah. killed the, the, the person holding watch. Yep. You don't want Mr. C summoning you. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. And we learned that we learned that a lot in this. Uh, Mr. C is. Uh, uh, we've also find that Cooper's been missing for twenty four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Rose kind of trying to track him down, but uh, he's we'll always to, one step ahead of them. He's always one step ahead. Uh, we go back to New York City now. Uh, Tracy comes back. More coffee. Uh, Sam is still watching the box. What happens is she shows up and there's no the security guard's missing. Yeah, the security guard's missing, which I question if she did. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I don't, I th- I think there's probably more backstory to this. I think she might have, she might be an FBI agent. We just mm-hmm. don't know. We just don't know. She could be another just a, another person who's interested in the goings on of Mister C. We don't mm-hmm. know. He's built. When you're a criminal kingpin, you also build a lot of enemies. <laughs> right, exactly. And people that want to see you go down. Um, so, uh, you know, they, which one asked them? The, um, oh, yeah, he asked her if they want to make, if they, if she wants to make out. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, when two young, young people start, Start, uh, you know, bumping uglies, you know. I automatically hear, and especially in the, something that's kind of horror-ish, I just hear the... <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're dead. You're dead, motherfucker. And, um, yeah, she goes uh, she goes full nude. I was not expecting that. And um, you, know, you only see her from behind, but still, I was like, whoa, all right, Twin Peaks is dulling it up. Right. Again, this is a such a tonal shift where you know, the original series was a play on the 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 nighttime soap opera type shows. This is just its own beast. I don't. Yeah. This is this is a completely original thing from Lynch. Yeah, and I and I think over the years we're going to see this start to influence people going down the road and what they do. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they start. Uh, bumping uglies and the box turns black <laughs> and yeah. we see what i can uh, we we if you read secret history you, you you have a hint of what's happening here uh the box we start seeing an entity like glitching in and out of it mm-hmm. uh this is what jackie gleason saw. <laughs> this is what jackie gleason saw <laughs> along with yep this is exactly what they describe that what look but nixon had captured and shown to uh, Dougie um, yeah, Milford, Milford and, and Jackie Gleason. Gleason of all people. Uh, yeah, it, but it, this kind of like so this kind of brings it home though more than what we saw in uh, Secret History. It was not aliens; it was more than likely they were capturing uh, lodge entities. These, yes. Uh, this one is, uh, it's been attributed to being Judy. Yes. It kind of okay. looks like her, but also from what we see in part eight, it kind of doesn't. Doesn't. And this is, uh, so if you go to the Twin Peaks wiki, and I think even when they, when they, uh, in the credits, it's the experiment model. 
um, or the experiment. And so it makes me think that it is something possibly separate from Judy. Um, because we know where Judy is. So this is something else, I, I think. It could be, but, I mean, we don't know how Judy operates. We just don't. True. Uh, she's True. different from Bob. Mm-hmm. We know that, uh, considering uh, Judy can take her face off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she it could does be, I think it, and the reason Mr. C built this was to trap Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his goal. He wants to find Judy. Yes. Uh, we'll I, get I, into that. So I, I think it's either Judy or an acolyte of Judy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it but could that, be. But poor us, Tracy and Sam made a pretty grisly fate. Well, I say, so this is what I also wanted to bring up because this also smacks of what we read in tr- of, of Secret History, which was the sex magic. And, yeah. you know, and uh, I'll be honest with you, Lynch was, uh, Frost was asked about that. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm, there's a, pos- it's, it's possible. It's possible. He wouldn't confirm or deny it. Yeah. He's cagey. Uh, he's cagey. Of the two, of, uh, they're both, uh, Lynch will flat out just really won't talk about meanings behind things in Twin Peaks. Uh, Frost is at times just as cagey as Lynch mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, uh, but if you're putting the two and two together, it, it makes sense. Yep. So I think it was the I think that was the, the fact that they were having sex in front of this thing that summoned this this beast. Um, so does that mean uh, Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard had sex? To, <laughs> is that what this is implying? Too? It's well, summoned the, the whore of Babylon. In, in a way, it, it leads to like the sex orgies and the way that they were you know why they were doing the sex orgies. Yeah, and. Uh, so yeah, I I totally think that that's was part of it. Mm-hmm. And now, but yeah, so Sam and Tracy meet a, a grizzly ant, and it's brutal. Yeah, it's but you know, I mean, it's not Twin Peaks unless we have somebody die. That's a, that's a true story, sir. And speaking of somebody dying, we get our kind of our new mystery in a sense. Uh, we head to Buckhorn, South Dakota. Yes. Um, a woman's walking her dog, uh, and her neighbor's apartment smell is just stinking up the place. Yep. And so she calls the police by dialing two numbers and <laughs> <laughs> with a rotary phone. <laughs> oh. And officers Douglas and Olson show up. And there's fuckery. I mean, this now you get the Twin Peaks quirkiness, yeah, um, which feels more like uh, Fire Walk with Me quirkiness, not not the show quirkiness. Yeah, Lynch has, Lynch said Fire Walk with Me wasn't more the most important thing to to watch before going into the return, uh, and that's just because it's, I, Lynch is not one for nostalgia. It seems like no. honestly, so I think. Here, like, yeah, it's 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 his own weird quirkiness, and again, we're not getting the quirkiness of characters we know, which I'm sure frustrated the hell out of the people who wanted more coffee and pie and you know whatever. Uh, Everything being in Twin Peaks and only Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, if you're expecting that out of David Lynch, uh, you should probably do a little bit more homework on that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they show up. We have we get these they like the maintenance guy. He's all paranoid. Like, wait, why? why? <laughs> yep. Why are you yep. questioning me? They just want a key to open up this apartment. Right. <laughs> and because because the the neighbor um, doesn't have it, or you know, she's like, hey, this person. It was Marjorie, I think, and. Uh, you know, and then there's this whole kind of fuckery, and he's freaking out because he's holding a box of something, and he's like, "What? What did, did Harvey just send you? Did Harvey send you?" <laughs> and they're like, "We just want a key. We just want a key. We, you know, we want to know that you're, uh, you know, we need to get a hold of Chip so we can get this key." And he's like, "How do you know about Chip? <laughs> How do you know I was going to see Chip?" He's well, if I was a cop. Out. I'm suspicious right away. Like, hold on to that smell. What's this guy's story? <laughs> right? Right? Um, so, you know, they they find uh, Hank outside of it, and he's fucking super weird. And then she comes out and says, do you think she's out of town? Because I'm full to water her plants and she's out of town. She gave me one of her keys. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the cops, you could just tell, are just fucking over it yeah and then we get in the apartment uh there's something in the bedroom uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's, it's a dead body it's a dead body it's a head it's a head well it's a dead body it's a it's a head uh, we got two things going here uh but first we got to get the you know the proprietor of jj's diner from parks and rec <laughs> <laughs> detective dave mackley yep Man, Brent Briscoe himself. <laughs> I love it. It just even when I first saw it, I was like, "Hey, <laughs> it's right. Leslie Nope's favorite restaurant tour." So he shows up, and you know, he and Constance um, are talking about that. You know, oh, you got the gloves on, you know, because he apparently his quirk is he doesn't do that. Well, they pull off the sheet, and. We get a female head on top of a decapitated, very obviously male corpse. They do not mix. They do not match. And it's very obvious they don't match. Yeah, this is... uh, So this kind of serves as, like, the new murder mystery for a while. Mm -hmm. And it kind of brings in, like, Buckhorn's, like, uh, citizenry (laughs) and what have you. Uh, It's, you know, it's... They're expanding this world, and it seems like whenever there's uh, lodge fuckery going on, a murder happens. Absolutely, and you get you know I I got the vibe too that Buckhorn is very much akin to Deer Meadow is very much akin to Twin Peaks, like yeah. it's very all these ones have very similar things going on. Well, what Buckhorn has in common with uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, is they have entrances to the lodge world. We'll get yes. into that, but they, that has it. Uh, it's also in that, what is it, like the Devil's Canyon that Parsons went. There was yep. there. That was in Secret History. We find out there's these areas around the world. Buenos Aires has one. That's where Philip Jeffries vanished. Yep. In the yeah, Deer Meadow, that's where uh, Chet Desmond vanished. Uh, so yeah, so it, there's these areas, pockets around the world where these entities have access to come and go and and the poor sons of bitches that stumble upon them <laughs> right right get but, fucked yeah 
But then we go back to Twin Peaks, and the, uh, these scenes are always hard because uh, mm, Cassie Olsen was, was literally dying. Uh, she died shortly after they filmed these scenes. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell at one point she's crying yeah. because she's in pain, and it's very visible, and it's very heartbreaking. Yeah, it's just, I couldn't imagine, like, you know, I'm... It's wonderful she did it. I couldn't imagine. She's, you know, because she was one of, oh, what? She's been friends with Lynch since the making of Eraserhead. Yes. I mean, that's probably hard all around, like, to film your friend like that. I just, I couldn't imagine. But Hawk gets a call from the log lady. She's uh, obviously very sick. They don't even try to, you know, they just wrote that in that she has you know she has cancer uh yep. she's she's dying but she's still important yep. she's very much important because her log has a message for hawk which is the name of this part uh, my blog has a message for you mm-hmm. uh something is missing and hawk has to find it and it has something to do with dale cooper and the way to find it has something to do with Hawk's heritage. Yes. And Hawk listens to this, and I just love the. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's also beautiful, just like the interaction between Hawk and Margaret. Absolutely. It's just... Hawk respects the shit out of her, because he's like, thank you. And he's right on it. Like, he, he knows that if Margaret comes in with something, it means something. And it was great to see that he's now deputy chief. Yeah. Um, I love Hawk. He's... I fucking love Hawk. Like, this, you know, I love that Return makes him, like, a, one of the main characters, or bigger character, even, you know, bigger than what he was in, in uh, the original run. And Secret History, this that chapter where he's talking about Big Ed being a big idiot. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> After that scene, we get back to Buckhorn where they can't get Prince off the body, um, which is going to be a trigger event uh, going forward. Um, That would be very important. But they find Prince in the crime scene related uh, to a Bill Hastings, a a local high school principal played by none other than serial killer Matthew Lillard himself. (laughs) The guy from SLC Punk? The guy from SLC Punk. The guy from Hackers. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hackers and such a bad movie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it was. I mean, that's that's why I brought up Serial Killer, because, yeah, you know. Um, funny, well, real quick tangent, because we like to go on certain things. When that was also kind of the start of Julie, um, of um, Angelina Jolie's career. So uh, they switched out at one point on the DVD the main male character's head and put it in back and superimposed her head over it for later copies of the of the DVD and VHS. Uh, yep, just, just right. a little sign note. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we reviewed it for the Joe Down. I still have zero memory of watching it because it's, <laughs> it was just that bad. Um, my group of friends in high school, uh, the, the newspaper room, loved that movie. So I basically had to memorize it in order to hang out with these people. I'm sorry. Nobody should, Thank have, you. To go through, nobody should have to go through that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so, 
the prints bring up nothing on the body, but uh, there are prints in the apartment. Goes to Bill Hastings. <laughs> they go to his house. Well, they, they confirm that it is Ruth Davenport, which is where the dossier comes from. Yeah, it came from her uh, the basement of her apartment building. Mm-hmm. This murder crime. Uh, spoiler. It's just like this. I'm just gonna. Do no, like, no, 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 no. We'll do it when we get there. We're, we'll leave the mystery of the body. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think we leave the mystery of the body. Well, just if you're at the secret history and you're wondering about the, the dossier, the body's not going to be that much of a mystery. <laughs> that's true. Yes, that's true. I knew but, right uh, away. But, uh, yeah, so uh, they go to old Bill's house to question him, even though the Morgans are coming to dinner. <laughs> the Morgan, but the Morgans are coming to dinner. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill's wife's not happy. He's getting arrested. Uh He's getting arrested because uh, his fingerprints are just found all over this uh, Davenport's apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we kind of go back. We go. It's funny because this, this is the first episode, so it's given us all these things. So it's jumping around a bit. Uh, yep. The return just does this. It's just kind of it's multiple storylines and dealing with multiple timelines at times. So absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds kind of. Uh, Jumping around, it, it, it's by design of the show. We kind of we kind of go by beat by beat based mm-hmm. on how we've been doing these. Yes. So I think uh, that's a good way of doing it because it gives you an idea of what was going on, how how frantic or how jumpy this the 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 the, the thing is. I don't want to say it like that because it flows. It, it flows. flows. It's more jarring, I guess, would be the word. It's it's try, it's also inter- as working as like a de facto repilot type thing. Yes, uh, it's getting us more acquainted with the characters we're going to get to know here. So uh, Bill Hastings is one, you know, and we're also getting reacquainted because we go back to the Twin Peaks Police Department. Yes. Hawk is on the case because Margaret told him, and again, it's just, it shows how much respect uh, Margaret Coulson commands mm-hmm. for uh, the, the city. The, the people of Twin Peaks, and that if she her log says something, the sheriff you damn well bet the sheriff's department's going to look into it. Like, Absolutely, they they just respect her that much. Uh, so Hawk brings in the boxes from the old Laura Palmer case. Yep, and he has uh, Andy and Lucy uh, go get the more files. He's like, I'm going to bring coffee and donuts. We're going to go through this in the morning. Uh, we also find out Cooper has been missing this is our first clue that uh, after the events of the the finale agent cooper vanishes shortly yes. after uh he leaves twin peaks he's uh, been missing for about 24 years yeah that's what because they base that off of wally their son we get the first mention of wally and the i cannot wait until we get to wally the one thing of the return I fucking hate is Wally Brando. I can't wait till we talk about Wally Brando. So we're not going to talk about Wally. In fact, we're oh. not going to talk about Wally at all. <laughs> we're going to dig into Wally big time because uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so it's going to be zapped back to Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get. Uh, um, yeah. So we know that they're going to dig into it like it's like, you know, and this gets you excited because like. Ooh, old Twin Peaks, coffee, donuts, in the sheriff station. <laughs> yeah, kind and, of. And the next, the next episode, we and we'll talk about it next week has one of my favorite callbacks. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it. Yes, yes, 
Yes, we'll get just get into it because right now, uh, so we go back to Buckhorn. Oh, oh yeah, I, just real quick, I want to say, and also Lynch did not give a fuck about the um, whatever his nuts was uh, storyline about the baby and Andy, uh, you know, and Lucy. That's all yeah. fucking dropped. They just had like a, a different kid. Yeah, Dick Tremaine. Dick. Oh Tremaine. yeah, Dick Tremaine. Yeah. So this is the baby she was pregnant with in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Tremaine's not brought up, even though his ominous uh, got a light line from uh, <laughs> in season two has a big return in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all. That's the only callback we get from Dick, and I'm so happy because I. Yes. Do we get good Andy and Lucy? Yeah, we get like this. This does Andy and Lucy justice. Like I, it reminds me why I love these characters, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's not their quirks. It's just when you treat them like characters, well-rounded characters, they shine instead of two-dimensional caricatures. Is what a lot of season two did to them. Yes, did them wrong. All right, so now we go back to as you were saying, we Buck go Horn. back to Buckhorn. Where the owner of JJ's Diner is now grilling Bill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, you know, Bill seems off. Bill seems shady. Yeah, uh, he, he gets caught in lies. He's he lying. Gets, yes. Um, his uh, story contains a, a 40 to 50 minute gap on the day of Ruth's murder, which he adds that he was uh, taking his assistant Betty home after a meeting. Well, I liked it before he's like, how long does it normally take you to drive? Home? Yeah. yeah. Right? He's like, because there's an hour there where you're you're you should have gotten home. Because like his like the faculty meeting ends at 9 30 and he gets home at like 10 40. Yeah. Yeah. And um we can introduce to <clears throat> Detective uh Don Harrison and who's observing the and and um Mike Boyd are, are observing the interrogation and you could tell that it's very difficult on um on him because uh he doesn't want to um you know he doesn't want to uh be doing this cuz they're friends they're fishing buddies yeah and and uh, Bill is lying uh, because him and R- Ruth do have like a sort of a. We find out because later on we find uh, Bill's wife also is like cheating. We kind of get the soap opera mm-hmm. shit back. Uh, just different. It just feels different. It's just not as uh, glitzy and whatever like it was in the how it originally was. But uh, Bill is. Not only does he's lying, not just because of the affair, but we find out he has other reasons why he's lying. Yes. Uh, part of it is, I, I, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll he's get into lying. That. He's lying for a reason. Yep. And you learn that Ruth was the school librarian. Yeah. Um, and then Bill just, uh, is, as soon as he's getting caught in his lies, he wants to lawyer up. Yep. Uh, he's just like, uh, he talks to him. He's like, is there anything you want to tell me, you know, for the lawyers get involved? And he's just like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, he's just digging his own grave at this point. Like, yep. his, because we see, uh, JJ and the gang, uh, go back to Bill's house <laughs> and search his vehicle. Oh God. 
where they find yes. a chunk of human flesh in his trunk. trunk. In his trunk. There is, just... some, it, you know, from far away, it looked like a finger, but then when they go in on it, you're like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a nipple. It looks like a nipple or it looked like something. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It, it, and that's, again, it's like it, a lot of these things feel like callbacks. The Lynch is, this felt a lot like the ear in Blue Velvet to me. Mm-hmm. Just a chunk of flesh, you know, part of a mystery. I think it's just, uh, again, this feels like a swan song in a sense. Yes. It's like, it's like, yeah, and we'll get in because the next few episodes after this get very eraser header ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and part eight, I don't even know how the fuck we're going to review. <laughs> I am so looking forward to part eight because, because it's just I, symbolism I, on symbolism on symbolism. Because it's hard. It's hard to review stuff like that. Uh, I've tried to figure out ways over the years to get Joe Brown to watch a racer head for a Joe down. But every time I go back and I watch like the first hour of it, just to like get reacquainted, I'm like, there's no way we can review this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no. So yeah. it's going to be interesting folks. Uh, it's going to get interesting, but yeah, we get the hunk of human flesh, the mystery of the murder of who killed Ruth Davenport. And then it ends with the fireman watching the phonograph making scratching noises, which, if you caught, um, was the was uh, kind of a scratching sound when Macaulay is writing down notes, agitating um, Hastings. Yeah. Uh, Hastings, yeah. So we're getting hints here that Hastings is... Uh, he, we find out, like we read... In, we talked about last week with secret history. If you even get somewhat near a, a, an entry to these worlds, you have you're kind of some symbol. symbol you're kind of you're tied to it. You're tied to it. Yep, you are yeah. linked, and you are you are basically cursed for life. Yeah, we see that with Andrew Packard. Uh, we just see that with all these. Uh, Douglas Milford, uh, yep. just, uh, you're not even you're not Margaret. cursed, but you're, you can fall under its spell. Yep. in a sense, it, it, it's a rare, and that's a mystery in itself. Mm-hmm. And I love I love talking this, shit. <laughs> right? So, but yeah, we that was kind of the summarization of the return part one, and uh, we'll be doing these one episodes, but there's just a lot to unpack here because it's introducing us to all these things, and I remember just watching this and i just confused like who the fuck are all these people like how am i supposed to keep track of this right yeah <laughs> i felt like i needed a notebook and a pencil well i just remember you know watching that and then watching the second one and just being in awe like what is going on part one and two i was like this is this is special like okay i'm just i'm gonna throw out i just said i'm gonna blank my mind out and just absorb this because that's what i have to do watching this um, there's a lot of really, this is also why I love David Lynch's direction style, the imagery, the, the, the visual, the way he's lining up the shots. And again, he has this amazing thing about keeping off, you know, going off of the beats that you don't expect on the filming that goes against the conventional norm. And it, it adds to the anxiety. It adds to the tension when there really isn't any. But there is because he's making it happen through the visual experience. Yeah, he's he's a genius with that. Uh, and we 
and it's it's nice. Uh, I think him and Frost just work well together okay. in that regard. Like uh, they just they have like a chemistry between them to make something really fucking awesome. Yeah, and can I say that the that the edited version of American Woman, which was used to bring in Cooper's Toppleganger, which was labeled as the David Lynch remix by the Muddy Bang by the Muddy Magnolias, was amazing. Yeah, and we couldn't even get it when it first came out. Like I remember trying to find like a, a version of that so I could listen to it. Mm-hmm. No, I had to wait until the soundtrack came out after the show. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that. That was great. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I just, I, I love the music that's going on in this. And that will become a thing after this episode as well. Um, and we'll get into that next episode because that becomes a very running theme. Um, what overall, you know, you said you're confused and things like that. But looking at this episode and knowing what you know, it I can make sense of it now. I mean, I see what you're saying about watch it a second time yeah. because you're going to be less confused because you know what's going on. Yeah, you're, it's 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 more fun because it was fun, more fun for me the second time I watched it just because since I know more, mm-hmm. uh, it, I feel like I appreciate the things that I was like overlooking. Yeah. Then, like I made the mistake because like Lynch said before this came out, like look at the donut, not the hole. Everybody fucking blew that one. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> We're all looking for the mystery. We're not taking in the experience. Exactly. Exactly. I was dead guilty of that the first time around, but like the second time viewing, you know, it was, I liked it so much more. It just, I, I don't have an idea of things. It's just, yeah. I watched it um, about two hours before we started recording this. Cause I really wanted it fresh in my head. And I found myself enjoying it um, and not being confused like I was the first time. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's something that's really interesting is you talk to a lot of people about it or, you know, you go in the groups and things like that. Everyone kind of came out of these episodes a little different, like got something different. And that's really unique and an amazing talent of Lynch. Yeah, and we also have to acknowledge, too, that this was also pretty divisive amongst the fans, this new yes. direction. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I I can see why people were upset. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with why they were upset, because uh, this is David Lynch. This is not George Lucas. <laughs> um, he's not doing, he's not fan servicing you guys. Uh, but I understand why. I mean, people, uh, nostalgia is a hell of a thing. Yes. And uh, this, the return says, "Fuck nostalgia" for the most part. I. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care if you enjoy the donuts and coffee. No. And, like the quirky Cooper. You know what? You're gonna have to fucking earn quirky Cooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's very much of where you know I, I I talk about how I you know me and me and uh, Jode were talking about how we're getting really tired of nostalgia porn. And I think this is why I really like this because it was Twin Peaks, but it wasn't nostalgia porn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, you know, I get shit on it, but for saying this, but like, it's one of the reasons why I, I enjoy it, but I get just like, uh, is a stranger things. 
it's fun, but when I get beat over the head with like, hey, remember the eighties? Like, I'm yeah, like, don't fucking care. Like, right? Like, Stranger Things would be a lot better if they just dealt with their own storylines instead of like reminding me how nineteen eighty four was. <laughs> well, and I will attribute you know the, partially. I I I can get it. Yes, there is nostalgia porn, but I kind of I push that off in my mind. I'm like, all right, I really like the characters. I really like the story. Yeah. I'm not going to bother like with this. Yeah, I understand. It's cool. Ooh, nostalgia. Ooh, I remember what it was like in the 80s. I remember what it was like going into a mall. No, yeah. this this was like, what a revival. This, this I think, will become yeah. the blueprint for shows that come back. Yeah. That, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think anyone that's looking at bringing, I mean, you saw Fuller House. Jesus Christ. There was no reason for that, given where the show went, right? No, not at all. No, there's no reason for it. So, you know, but this one, it could have been a simple, okay, it's 25 years later, only in Twin Peaks. You know, this is what's going on. And it's all about everybody's kids now. No, no, nobody wants that. Uh, You know, as much as they say they do, if they did it, everyone would have hated it. Yeah, I probably I would have hated it. If I would have hated it. Well, the cool thing about this is that this episode for a long time, and I don't know if it still is. I think it still is. Let me look. I believe I had a. It's at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, and I. It, I remember it, another thing that made me like. Like I was looking forward to this, but I was also cautiously optimistic after watching the revival of X-Files when that came back as a limited series. Mm-hmm. This. And I was like, man, like, they're just like, yeah, remember Mulder and, Sc-? and it's like, yeah. I, they're just doing the same thing that <laughs> 20 so, years ago. Get this. Seasons one, or episodes one through 11 are all sitting at 100%. On Rotten Tomatoes three years later. Um, part 12 is at 90, uh, which was the Let's Rock episode. Um, part 13, what's the story? What story is that, Charlie? That's 89. Then 14, 15, 16 get 100% again. 17 gets 95. And part 18, no surprise, got 88%. <laughs> but it was still was improved. So, yeah. So when you think about, you know, just nothing, no show gets 100% on, out of uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 of its 18 episodes, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and all the other ones are at least like 90 high 80s. Yes, exactly. It's fucking exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Um you know, this was this is something that it's a. I mean, overall, it's ninety four percent fresh with 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 out of ninety five critics, it's sitting at ninety four percent. That is a fucking feat. Oh yeah, and yeah, and uh, I, I a lot of that is I don't look true. It it it's not fan service. It's doing their own thing. It's it was the brilliance of that. Uh, I just I. It, Bring back Twin Peaks. I, I just, I with David Lynch, I did not expect it to be like the old show. I just, 
No. I had a feeling it'd be much more. I didn't know how this was going to be. Like my idea is going to be more like fire walk with me. It was even different from fire walk. With me. Oh, absolutely! It was way different than than fire walk with me. Um, and yet it felt it felt familiar, like um, almost like a, a way that like, hey, I I kind of get it, but it was enough different that I was like, but this is its own thing too. It's really weird. Like you get it's, the way that it, at least with me, the way it plays with my, um, my my emotions and my ideas and my thoughts of what it is, it's 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 familiar, but it's different. Yeah, and again, uh, going in, uh, if you probably should have read Secret History because it answered a, a lot of questions if you had it about certain elements, like why is Jacoby living in a trailer? Yes, <laughs> like in a yes. dilapidated trailer. Yep. Well, it's explained in secret history. He was kicked yep. out of the medical profession. Yes. Yes. You know why? You know, it talks about Ben Horn's change yep. of his character. Um, you know, it kind of, it gives a little bit into Lucy and, and Andy. I mean, there's just a lot there, you know. thing in the box. Mm-hmm. We, it's in secret history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing Jackie in the box. Jackie Gleason Yeah. Jackie Gleason side. The thing that was in the box was in secret history. So, yeah. I mean. If you didn't go in reading Secret History, I could see where this would fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) It would be very jarring, that's for sure. Oh, God, you'd go, what the fuck is this? Why is this happening? Wait, what happened to this character? This doesn't, no, read the fucking book because it, it spells it out for you, even though you're not knowing that you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah, it's such and stuff, even though we don't know what we're being set up for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the perfect setup. So, yeah, if you watch, if you, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you watched the third season but didn't read Secret History, get the audiobook. You, yeah. you know, at least it's an the audio. It's not, it's, it's not a heavy investment of a, of a, reality. no, we went through 300 pages in two hours talking about the, you know, glossing over it. <laughs> because a lot of it is written in dossier format. It's not you know, a big fucking novel. So it's a lot shorter than what it seems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so overall, I fucking love this. I yeah. loved this episode. I am too. And I'm I'm so excited to get into this season. Uh, this is just so much going on. Again, read the secret history <laughs> because it answers... It brings in a lot of, like, you know, like, Blue Rose. Yeah, if you fucking read the book. Yeah, if you read the book, you know what Blue Rose was. Hell, if you watch Fire Walk with me, you'd know what Blue Rose was. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that new FBI agent with (laughs) Albert and Cole? Read the fucking book. (laughs) Read the fucking book it tells you at the end. Uh, You know, wait, 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 why? How did, wait, what's going on with Briggs? Read the fucking book. Where's Hank Jennings these days? Read the fucking book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Briggs looms large in this. We have, we haven't got into it. Well, you will, but uh, the secret history sets us up for Major Briggs uh, and what's going on in Buckhorn. Yes, it really does. Like, uh, read it. <laughs> yeah, and I was just gonna say real quick that I also feel like again this whole subplot or really main plot with Briggs, I, I feel like they, they took the idea of what they wanted to back in 92 or 91, 92, 
and just kind of moved it a little bit, like, because now they're older and unfortunately he passed away. And, um, but I really get the sense that we would have gotten a lot more Briggs in the, if there had been a season three in 1992. Yeah, I believe so too. Uh, again, Blanchard Frost or KG about the notes they were making for if a season three, it didn't go too far. According to uh, Frost, they, he said they are with that, they were just spitballing ideas, uh, and he doesn't really confirm or deny if any of <laughs> what we've got was going to be part of it, but I imagine it probably would have been since they did build up Briggs in that finale, mm-hmm. the last the last five episodes of Twin Peaks Season 2. Yes. Briggs was getting built up. Briggs uh, was getting really and, built, built up. And I just also want to, before we end this, uh, this episode was dedicated to the memory of Catherine Coulson. She had passed away by the time the return came. Uh, the end of each of these episodes, most of them have uh, a dedication to somebody from the cast or crew mm-hmm. who had passed on between 90, 1991 and 2017. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this one was dedicated to Margaret, which was, like I said, she died very shortly um, after filming this one. And, you know, you could tell she was in some serious pain while she was doing that. I mean, it's very obvious, you know, that the way that they're filming it, you know, and the way that it's shot, you could totally tell that Hawk is not actually talking to her. Yeah. Um, that I think Lynch went to her. And I think that's why it's very zoomed in. I think Lynch went into her house and just said, you know, I'm going to say lines to you, um, Catherine, just say them. You know, we'll make this real easy. I'll be in and out. I don't want to cause you any problems. I really feel like that's how Lynch handled it. Yeah, and uh, we'll see that again with uh, Doc Hayward. Uh, he shows up, a small cameo, and it just it's on like a Skype sort of situation just because Warren Frost wasn't uh, that well when they're mm-hmm. filming this either. Yep. So, yeah. But, you know, yeah, they do pay their tributes, and it's weird. It's uh, the, the characters we don't see loom large. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the characters we don't see loom large, and you know there's a specific reason why you only saw Cooper for a few seconds in the very beginning. <laughs> yes. And this and this was telling you <laughs> to get ready because that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right, all. Uh, so what does cast that movie have coming up? Uh, what do you have coming up? Besides your mystery podcast. Yeah. Um, so we have filmed, uh, we recorded the next one that will be out. We have decided, I'll give you guys who listen to this a sneak preview. The episode obviously won't drop till tomorrow um, of the, the cast that movie. But um, the next thing we're going to be doing is recasting John Carter, uh, the Disney movie that flopped terribly. And our dream project is going to be Billy Mitchell, who was the subject of a documentary called The King of Kong. He just got his records back. We're going to be digging into that big time. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit show stuff going on. Was It was only like a few weeks ago or like a month ago he got all his Donkey Kong scores back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and and I, his book, which is whatever. He shouldn't have. Yeah, he's uh, one of history's greatest monsters. <laughs> he is one of history's greatest monsters. 
so yeah, according to yeah, he did get his records. Well, he got the Guinness records. Twin Galaxies still won. Twin, Twin Galaxies is like you're done. Um, so if anybody yeah. doesn't know what we're talking about, watch the documentary King of Kong. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a phenomenal documentary on arcade games. Yes. Yes, yes, it is an amazing doc. I mean, and it's less about the games and more about this person. So even if you're not in the gaming, you want to do it just because it's a fascinating story about this guy, Billy Mitchell. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. What are you guys doing on the showdown now? We got, uh, it's sports month. Uh, we just did Twilight, uh, Breaking Down Part 1, which I think, really near push joe brown to insanity uh well we're kicking off sports month with any given sunday the <laughs> oliver stone football movie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know it's it's funny to me it's, you know when i did cast that movie with joe he I, I tried to cast uh, oliver stone to do a batman movie he's like oliver stone would never do a batman movie Oliver Stone made a fucking football movie, dude. I think he, yeah. he almost made that amazing uh, Planet of the Apes movie you described. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you guys got Sports Month coming up. Yep. I'm excited for that. And, hey, we also have our Office podcast dropping this week, Episode 2. Episode 2 is dropping uh, this week, uh, which is, you know, I would, I would even argue, you know what? Um, I've I caught a preview of it, um, I, you know, because uh, you know we're obviously on it, so we get it before you guys. Um, I think it was um, I'd almost call it the real pilot, just like just like the show The Office. <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, we dig into diversity day. Holy fuck! Yeah. So, all right. Well. Um, other than that, Joe would take us out. What do we got? Oh, I got nothing this time. I am just, uh, I'm happier than happier and shit to be talking about the return. Plus I wasted Beulah's quote at the beginning of this, which I was planning on using at the end of it. It's a world of truck drivers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this two birds, one stone. <laughs>